Welcome to Ramesley Podcast. Um, this marks this marks the new year, um, and also just new questions, maybe new ideas, maybe new pursuits. Um, a lot of times, there's resolutions that we may be thinking of. A lot of times, we may be thinking of how did I get through 2023. Um, I think a lot of us kind of look at this time as the time of reflection you know um there's always this huge uh, emphasis at the time when we think about how we may have done things better or even if we could have done things even slower um, a lot of times where there may be you know a lot of self-care ideas, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to start running, I'm going to start being better this year. Um, There's an emphasis, there's a clean slate, tabula rasa, a lot of things that may come to mind, a lot of mistakes may seem that with a new year, maybe new opportunities. Sometimes a new year may be seen differently as we reframe We just got through the holidays. We may think, well, what do I have now? Sometimes there'll be life events in someone's life. And we realize that things are a little bit quieter. Um, The quiet is too loud, per se. And like I said, sometimes we may be just wanting to change things for a little bit better. I like to, you know, this month is also... On January 11th, um, Human Trafficking Awareness Day. It's a reminder of the horrible implications that human trafficking has around the world. And um, just remembering those who have been affected. Today, I will be beginning the topic and sharing my insight and experience in this topic. Just as a fellow human being. Uh, nothing more just someone who understands that some of these things take time to reflect and to kind of um, iron out Um, at the same time I I do encourage you if you are in crisis uh, you know in the United States please um, find help you know ideally if you're in crisis in the States call 988 and it's a crisis lifeline Uh, But wherever you are around the world, I do encourage you to find what resources are out there. Um, There is a quote, and I use this even when I'm by myself, especially when I'm by myself, just to kind of get us, um, get, get the thought of what this topic of what next may be. Um, Christine Butler said, uh, Christine Butler said, be a reflection of what you like to receive. If you want to love, give love. If you want to want truth, be truthful. What you give out will always return. I think sometimes when I think of this is, um, uh, to push it for further is, um, sometimes it's encouraging to know that um, certain attitudes, certain ways we conduct ourselves kind of attract a certain same kind of responses back. And I 
for my when I hear this quote, I kind of remind myself of um, being not only present with what's going on. It may seem so hard what you're going through, but at the same time, remember that. I don't remember those moments. So when you are doing, or you're a little bit more impatient, you're out about, especially as busy as this world is, that you're a little bit more patient for those who may be struggling out there. Um, and also in in the in the in the interim, you, you kind of ask yourself, what is the point of getting so upset? And I think lit a couple months ago in some of the themes in later part of 2023 we uh we discussed the idea of just being nicer to your the people who are waiting you at the restaurant you might have a hard work week or things might have happened but those people don't know what you have gone through or wherever you are you know healthcare is sometimes very much understaffed and a lot of times there's a lot of communication barriers that may prevent and may escalate some of those situations but um it, it tends to be good practice to not you know fight fire with fire when it comes to these hectic um sometimes it's good to step back from my experience and to reflect um but like all these habits like anything uh, new uh, res- resolution kind of um, if we were able to keep all our resolutions, would there be a time when we didn't have one? This is an interesting concept. Uh, the fact that the resolutions are kind of a, a cornerstone make believe that it doesn't always work out the way we would like. Um, so building new positive habits can be much simpler to say than to do. Um, Nicole Sabon, Sabon says, sometimes the hardest part isn't letting go, but rather learning to start over. Um, Letting go is hard enough, but when you feel that everything you worked for or what you have been doing for several years is no longer gonna work, it can be overwhelming. When you have to make a paradigm shift of how you work, how you dress, if you got some bad news from your doctor and you notice that you cannot do as much as you could, or if, you know, mobility, you know, one thing we don't realize we lose is when we lose our mobility. Um, we don't realize it until we lose it is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I can walk from point A to point B and those who cannot walk from point A and point B, there is also that struggle of adjustment. So sometimes when we talk about what's next, it's a response to a change. Uh, one of the questions I was prompted to ask, and you know, some of the guests who will be coming later this month, is why, uh, it reads here, why do I, will be you of the, um, why do I feel sometimes it's hard for us to start over, even if previously it was unhealthy for us? Well, um, the familiar, the toxic comfort, I think, at least I can only speak for myself, um, even some of the most toxic and self-sabotaging things in someone's life can be comforting because it's familiarity. Um, um, 
unfortunately, guilt and shame and that fear, just like Nicole Sabone, the overwhelming idea of starting over. But, you know, when you hear this quote, it also kind of kind of means that there's some sort of measurement she's going by. Um, the reaction of it being hard, of, of it's harder, sometimes the hardest part is letting, is, isn't letting go, but rather learning to, start, learning to start over, which implies that it will take time. Uh, I say this because uh, when I say, how are you around the world, or a lot of times those circles that I am in, a lot of the responses are busy. Um, if we kind of look at what the question was, I wasn't asking if you were busy, but you felt compelled to tell me you were busy, which makes me believe that a lot of times we don't really give us enough time. Um, we're not kind enough to ourselves to give ourselves time, which creates an unsolvable problem. You know, I have this, I want to change a habit, uh, um, an idea, a thought, a practice, but we don't give ourselves a substantial amount of time. And sometimes we don't give us, to us time because we feel that we shouldn't be still struggling with this. But this problem has been a problem for several years, even decades. So on paper, if we were to put ourselves backwards and kind of look at it from a little distance, it doesn't make sense that it would fix itself that quickly just like how the new year resolutions keep becoming more of a cornerstone there's also this kind of slight indication that a lot of us will not be able to resolve them um, but we still say them like it like we have a I say uh, goldfish memory of forgetting what just happened a couple seconds ago so, why do I feel it's sometimes hard for us to start over? Because of the, 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 the degree of urgency that we feel it needs to be completed by. And that can be overwhelming at least, and can actually discourage us before we even try. We can, be, uh, we can be apathetic. We can decide to ourselves, well, I have so many other priorities and we may lessen the value of this problem, which can grow in time and the next uh, part I wanted to ask um, will open up is what habits have I seen that has been helpful to start over and what has not what I have personally found was just um, slowing down Um, um, sometimes I go through the degrees of why you you probably remember um if you yourself received the, the question or if you were the one giving the question, you're on a road trip and your parent, you ask your parents, um, how long, when are we going to get there? They're like, oh, it's, it's still, it's going to be a while. The question is why? Well, there's, there's an accident. Why is there an accident? Well, because I don't know, the car, um, some cars must have, didn't see each other, you know, and why? And it becomes redundant and ridiculous in, in, in a sense, but it can be frustrating for an adult to kind of need to answer at that point because they're already in the traffic. But 
what the point in, is in what I'm trying to say when it comes to health, healthfuls. Um, what has been helpful is to get to the derivative of what is really struggling, what you're struggling with. So the derivative, um, you, there may be a lot of things on top, maybe very complex. You know, this person hurt me at this time. They didn't say something to me, or I always feel like a burden, or maybe. Um, I don't think really appreciate people don't really realize I'm there unless I'm not there. Sometimes the idea is that I will not go to this place for a couple weeks so I can feel that I'm appreciated that people actually miss me. And sometimes we're okay with that. And sometimes what I find helpful, especially when you want to start over or when you're trying to change a certain habit is to ask yourself why we do these things in the first place. So, for example, the person who doesn't want to come to, some, let's say, a, a meeting or a group or an event so much because they used to help so much they don't feel appreciated. So they tend to pick up with a habit of kind of not going, uh, have, have this indifference. And it, it, it seems to suffice. They, they seem to have an avenue to feel appreciated because people actually do wonder where they were. Um, the problem I have with this model is that nothing actually gets done. Nothing actually gets talked about. The person feels unappreciated. Maybe um, person may need to flush out what is it that makes them feel unappreciated, and why is it? And if it is something that they feel unappreciated, is there someone they could talk to? And who would that be? And maybe setting up a time to talk with that person and seeing if maybe my expectations or the person's expectations of what they expect to receive may be a little bit skewed. And if it isn't or just maybe you weren't appreciated, maybe um, if it matters to you in that level, then maybe the idea is how much of this will impact and will this end up causing you to leave the whole organization, group, or club, or church altogether. Unless you systematically avoid the problem to receive the amount of appreciation. It's very convoluted what I'm saying, but at the end of the day, the person really felt that no one appreciated But instead of avoiding, instead of confronting it, the person avoided to prolong the avoidance. Um, this is definitely on the latter. This is what does not usually see help. Um, sometimes what I see help is having those uncomfortable conversations. Um, I don't like this. This makes me feel bad. It makes me feel unappreciated. And I feel this may not be sustainable. May I, need, I may need to pull back. And all those things may be justified. Maybe the person does pull back and may be helpful. Maybe the person reframes. Maybe the person's overdoing it. Maybe the concentration and focus may be somewhere else. Until you ask yourself why you do the things you do, it does kind of get stuck. And for me, when it comes to habits, from my own personal um, experience, I think that's having those conversations, those conversations that are uncomfortable. Communication is uncomfortable. Um, even if you're charismatic, even if you're an extrovert, it is still uncomfortable. Um, 
and it's something that uh, at least from what I find needs to be practiced Lao Tzu um, says this he says when I let go of what I am because what I might be when I let go of what I have I receive what I need so there's kind of this ebb and flow when I let go of what I am I become what I might be. So instead of getting stuck on um, where I'm at at this given moment, it allows the ability to maybe see things or act or make habits or changes more effectively. When I let go of what I have, I receive what I need. So if I'm so stuck on what I have and what I need to maintain, it can be in the way at times of what the person may need. So this is kind of reflecting the dual dualistic kind of ebb of two extremes. Uh, I do feel when I hear this quote, it, do has, it has some wisdom. It has some wisdom to it. A lot of times the things that we worry we're going to lose, we end up losing. And it's not because of effort. You know, I know that a lot of people put, even myself, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint. And sometimes, when the when the focus on is is on the reaction of someone else, I, I do find it becoming less effective because it becomes more of a how can I answer correctly rather than be understand and become the understanding part kind of gets overlooked and and it kind of piggybacks with just going a little deeper when it comes to what is um what may be helpful in starting over what may be helpful to making a, ch- a change or a, a shift in how you see things um question i was gonna ask um that i want to um, put on tables what has been a drive and motivation to keep to get up and keep going despite the setbacks i think um Just constantly reflecting and taking the time to reflect. Um, having those long conversations with your friends or with yourself, spouse, whoever is in the context of what is going on. Um, I, I, I tend to feel like not to generalize. Generalizing doesn't help. So... If I look at a situation, um, I'm struggling. I, I had one vision of my life right after high school, maybe after military, but I feel stuck. I'm on disability, and I just don't feel I'm getting anywhere. I'm gaining weight. I don't feel like myself. I don't like going to any family gatherings. I feel stuck. Um, so that's a lot. So what can you change at this moment well i'd like to get better okay well what can you do to get better well maybe i can um go to i'll take i'll I'll try medicine well okay you know medicine uh, gets seen a mental health provider it may not the medicine may not fix all your symptoms yeah but you know i i you know, I just, I just need to get this over with. You know, this has been going on for so long. How long has it? Well, you know, it's been 
a year and I, I you know I, it is this isn't how it should be how should it be well I, I should be somewhere else but you're here you know it's kind of this perpetual and I'm, I'm giving them a, a kind of illustration of where um, drive and motivation per, uh, just persistence you know there there's kind of this ebb and flow and and how um, to deal with setbacks so ideally you, you you find that there's a problem you may appropriate actions you change it and then you execute and then you see returns on your investment per se however it doesn't always work that way and even if it does in the beginning uh, the world changes you change so um adaptability is usually what i find help me uh maintain my drive and motivation um, and priorities do change uh, what is important now may not be as important later um, being kinder to oneself um, yeah priorities do shift um, and some of those priorities do sh- um, shift happen sometimes surrounding a life event someone who you lost in your life or just maybe in the in the retrospect of someone who just feels stuck eventually the question is to flight or flight or you know to how do i address this so the person the scenario i gave the person goes to get medication it's it's a terrible situation a year goes by he feels more lethargic he doesn't feel well he doesn't feel he looks well he just doesn't like who he is anymore so what's the next thing well you know the medication does help me with this symptoms but i don't like who i am anymore okay so at least from my experience um then we're focused on something else i guess the key thing what i'm trying to illustrate is that it won't be very so clean a lot when it comes to some of these setbacks. Sometimes you can only handle one setback at a time. Um, a lot of times I tell my wife or those who know me that it is sometimes a privilege. Sometimes we like to see it as, well, I'm cleaning up my own mess. You know, I don't want to make, I want to, um, I want to fix what I messed up or I want to make right. And, you know, some of us who, who maybe experience some, uh, some some things in our lives that may be not as savory uh, may understand this statement that I'll share. Um, it is a privilege to be able to clean up a mess you made. Be able, it's a privilege to, let me say it differently, to solve a problem to make have some resolution of something that you've been struggling with but a lot of times um problems take time that's where i'm getting at um at least from and if you're able to recognize it at least from my experience driving motivation can get burnt out but you know with the steady um monitoring of what that looks like and what that looks like forward so despite the setbacks despite oh this is not working as well you begin to realize that hey um 
this isn't working as well. I and I can't do this all. Then one of the hardest things to say, especially as adults, is I need help. So when I find a lot of progress, a lot of things that helped me kind of put myself in the solid ground was to say I need help and kind of ground myself in the fact that I won't be able to clear all these setbacks in my life. And I say this even now as a statement. There are some setbacks that I have that I realize that will not be changed or may never be changed. Um, some things that I wish I could have done better. And some will relate to this, especially those who have lost someone. Some things you wish you didn't say. You know, say. Some things, some words you wish you didn't use. Um, so in the retrospective, if, if someone passes away, a family member, there's no way to resolve in this plane of existence maybe what you've said. But what we do have is that person's character and who they are to us. Um, it is a privilege to be able to right someone's wrongs. If you made a mistake, sometimes it will take time. If you're kind enough to realize that, patient enough, sometimes you can monitor your drive and motivation to get through some of these rough setbacks. What has been a lesson I learned when it comes to discovering what's next and starting over? Um, don't leave anything like let it sit, but also don't leave, don't don't automatically say no to something right away. Sometimes um, we're we're like, okay, I could do all this but not that well maybe you don't want to change that maybe that is something that you think helps you uh you know for instance you see this a lot um and people who are struggling with substances let's just say generalize um they're no longer using methamphetamines. They're no longer using opioids. Um, and maybe they're taking methadone treatment. Um, and it doesn't even have to be, be that. It could be, I don't know, you know, alcoholism runs deep in the family. I no longer drink. Um, but at the same time, what I've learned is, um, is understand that, you, you know, that space that you used to do those substances, those, that space that you used to kind of, you used to consume most of your life and how you thought and what was important. Filling that with positive things can be a task. And sometimes, Habits arise. Maybe not as bad. Maybe it's just smoking cigarettes. In your mind, it's not as bad. Some people's mind do reframing. It's horrible to smoke. But one thing, the lie we sometimes tell ourselves, especially I've seen this in, when I was in the serving the military, even myself, is I feel I do my best work 
under the guise of nicotine. So not to say, you know, I I just did a lot of work, you know, when I military under, you know, using nicotine. So I'm using the, the model of nicotine because it, it, it is something that is fresh in my mind when it comes to the military and the level of work that one may be experiencing. But when you come out of the military or whatever it is, whether you were, if you saw combat or not, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'm, I work better with this substance or the, with this smoking. And there's not, nothing to this point. I spoke on this use as an illustration. The fact of the matter is you work, the way you work is because the work ethic or who you are. The smoking is just a habit you picked up along the way. And uh, being one who says this, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's just easy to say. But um, I think a lot of times um, it could also feel like I feel that I don't eat as much if I smoke. So I, I keep the weight down. And that has been something that a lot of people do say. But is there a third option? Is there a way to maybe just get healthier? Maybe you may may gain some weight but maybe there's other ways to lose weight besides smoking so sometimes we create other barriers even though we make some big steps forward when it comes to starting over it's it's being mindful of that now granted uh, not to minimize nicotine and all that uh, but it is something that's very difficult for many to quit so i'm just using that as just a starting point so it doesn't have to be smoking. It could be how you treat your family and the people at home. You know, you could be no longer an alcoholic or um, you could be no longer, I wouldn't like to say that, let's say um, have alcohol issues, maybe have a user of alcohol, someone who's addicted to using alcohol. Um, you may be st- stuck there. But let's say you stop, but then you don't treat your wife, your kids well. You are distant. You're making, you're making, uh, you're very productive at work. You're very active in your groups, but you don't have any, any connection at home. You're marginally frustrated so, so in that essence, you know, obviously this is just an illustration. Um, uh, the communication, the connections at home can be suffered because of that. So even though you make a big step, it's a micro little steps that matter also. A lot of those are micro steps to lead to the big steps that you make. So as my final thought, um, what's next? Well, I would say... Be kind to yourself to find out what that is. It will take time. It may take more time than you would like. Um, But as we went through this, uh, as we start this year, um, it will take the time it takes. Um, Sometimes spilled milk, unfortunately in life, is not. we're not able to clean it up right away. Sometimes it never gets cleaned up. Um, and if you are struggling with a lot of these, I, um, of working past something that was of it, maybe you did something that you're not very proud of or something that you wish 
you can work past um, stifling it underneath you. Oh, just move on, generalizing it. Oh, this is just how it is. This is how it's not going to help you in the long run, at least from my experience. So if you do need help, I do encourage you, um, whether you know, I don't like reinvent the wheel, but if it is crisis in the United States, please reach out to 988 Suicide Crisis Lifeline. However, but if you are just struggling and you have a group, don't reinvent the wheel. So if there's a church, if you go to church, talk to the people you feel comfortable with. Don't create uh, ways to just avoid and band-aid your way through it. You know, there's maybe an opportunity for you to, uh, maybe a third option. Maybe, maybe instead of being bitter that no one helps you, maybe you do less and then you have more time at home. Then you have more time to uh, participate in other a- uh, other avenues, other groups that seem to appreciate you, as opposed to feeling guilty for not going and finding ways without dealing with it, without addressing it. And those are just some examples. Exa- uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm coming to you as a human being, not as someone who has the answers for each who are listening, but... As someone who maybe some of the things I said may be helpful and maybe some of the things my guests or the guests that be coming this month and next month it may be helpful but like I said personalize it to what works for you uh, I don't and uh, if it is something that uh, doesn't work just try to do the next thing try to find something that does um, but the point is what next is a conversation that you'll have with yourself and then obviously keeping in contact with those around you if you have a bad day um, it will not get much better if you make someone else's day worse now some will say well it made me feel good for the intern but at the same time being kinder to yourself won't happen very easily if you're not kind to those around you it kind of works that way so try to be kinder to yourself then maybe you'll be able to be kinder to those around you and then maybe you'll be kind to yourself enough to give yourself time to ask the question what's next again remember to stay updated with all things Revive Ministries through various platforms RevivalMinistryFL.com is probably the hub you can kind of see the you can see the, you can hear the audio versions of this episode. However, you can also go to YouTube and type in Revive Ministries and look for our logo and you can see the newest episodes. We did change up the, the order and the page. It's been outdated for some time, so I do apologize for that. But now it should be a little bit easier to find some of the newer episodes. This is goodbye from Revive Ministries, leaving with his last quote. It's from F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said, It's not merely enough. To have the ability to be persistent, you must also have the ability to start over.